The Rookie Leaders Podcast, Episode 20, Profitable Happiness with Dr. Pillay. Welcome to the Rookie Leaders Podcast, the podcast of veteran leaders offering leadership lessons to newbies. Whether you're brand new to leadership or extending your leadership responsibilities, this podcast will provide the knowledge and experience you need to lead courageously and effectively. This podcast is a production of the Credible Leadership Group, a coaching and consulting firm devoted to your leadership development, career advancement, and personal growth. Learn more at CredibleLeaders.com. So grab your notebook, a pen, and your bulletproof coffee as we explore the leadership lessons every leader needs to master. Now, here's your host, Michael Tanner. My friends, Michael Tanner here, your host. Welcome to another episode of the Rookie Leaders Podcast. Thank you so much, as always, for tuning in to another episode of the podcast. As always, I am so grateful you've chosen to spend some time with me and spend some time listening to this podcast. I know that there's lots of other leadership, career advancement content out there that you could be listening to. And I also know that there's lots of other things to occupy your time as well but you've chosen to spend this time with me and this podcast and thank you so much for doing that today i want to talk to you about the idea of profitable happiness profitable happiness is a is a term that i've just come to learn uh, from my now and new friend dr palay i'm going to share with you here in just a few minutes an interview that i had with him where we talk about uh, happiness, and we talk about the the idea of happiness being profitable. We talk about music and his teaching style, utilizing music, and we connect the dots with all of that into leadership and uh, you know advancing your leadership skills. So uh, I hope you'll you'll stay tuned and and listen into that interview with Dr. Pillay. I promise that you will enjoy that interview. And uh, you'll be better for it, and you'll be happier for spending some time with him uh, on the podcast today. Uh, Before I jump in and and give you a bit of a bio uh, about Dr. Pillay and get into our interview, a few quick housekeeping items that I need to share with you. As always, be sure you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a single episode. Any podcast directory almost out there, you can find us. So be sure you subscribe there. Would love a rating review there in your podcast directory of choice. And then be sure that you share the podcast uh, with all your family, your friends, your coworkers, your colleagues, those that you believe could benefit from this leadership and career advancement content that we have here on a weekly basis. I hope you'll share it with all of those individuals. And let me tell you a little bit about the sponsor of today's podcast as well before we jump into my interview with Dr. Pillay. Uh, Today's podcast episode is sponsored by Uh, the Credible Leadership Community Open House event. This is a live online event hosted um, in a a Zoom community call, and it's free to join. I invite all of you all to join that live online event. It's going to be hosted on April the 6th at 7 p.m. Eastern time. 
So that's April the 6th at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. You can find more details about this live online event over at CredibleLeaders.com forward slash open house. CredibleLeaders.com forward slash open house. We're going to have a great live event gathering of community members of the Credible Leadership community. And we're going to we're going to talk about, we're going to learn about the, you know, the crucial leadership skills that differentiate you among your peers. We're going to talk about uh, how to navigate the journey of career advancement and leadership development. And we're going to discuss the importance of support along that journey of your leadership development and your career advancement. And we're going to do all that so that, uh, you know, you can become the beloved leader that you've admired in, in your own leadership heroes uh, you, so that you can advance your career at a pace that you never thought possible. Uh, you can experience su- success at work, uh, experience, you know, winning at work for a change and really just, you know, just enjoy the happiness of home without the dread of work lingering over your mind because you're winning, you're succeeding at work. So we're going to learn those things, talk about those things and enjoy the benefits of the, those here in this live online event. Again, that's April the 6th. It's 7 p.m. Eastern, and you can find details for this open house event over at CredibleLeaders.com forward slash open house. CredibleLeaders.com forward slash open house. All right, before I jump into my interview and share that with you with Dr. Pillay, let me share just a quick uh, bit of information regarding Dr. Pillay from his bio. Uh, so Dr. Pillay, is a, he's a best-selling author. He's a musician. And he's the host of the Profitable Happiness Podcast. And there he features the stories of highly successful executives, experts, and entrepreneurs who build happy and profitable workplace cultures. Uh, Dr. Pillay was born and raised in a war-torn African refugee village. We talk about that in the interview. And he was named after Pillay of Brazil, the greatest soccer player on earth. Uh, And his influence was so great that it stopped a bloody civil war. That's the soccer player. Uh, Dr. Pillay internalized his namesake's simple yet powerful secret of success, practice, and later transformed it, developing unique skills in art, music, writing, and inspirational speaking. Uh, Dr. Pillay here is a best-selling author of six books and multiple music compositions that have been featured in top Billboard and UK charts, including the seven songs of a successful team, seven songs of a successful team. It's a combined book of music parable and training and development business team for, for training and developing business teams. Uh, Dr. Pillay holds an MBA and a PhD in organization and management. And today, Dr. Pillay artfully blends his passion for music and his purpose to help leaders and teams achieve the success that they seek. You can find all things Dr. Pillay over at drpele.com. That's D-R-P-E-L-E.com. That's where you can find everything regarding Dr. Pele. And as I said in my intro there, uh, you will certainly be better for and happier for spending some time with Dr. Pele in, in my interview with him today. So let's head over to that interview with Dr. Pele. Dr. Pillay, welcome to the Rookie Leaders Podcast. It's so great to have you. It is a pleasure to be here, Michael. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Yeah, sure. You know, I'm, I'm excited to share with my audience the happiness 
that is Dr. Pillay. Uh, I've just recently been introduced to you and, and you and I've chatted a couple of times and, uh, just talking with you and sharing with you and being on video with you and the smile and, and, and I know happiness is, is kind of what you do, but I'm really excited to, to share with the audience, the happiness, as I said, that is Dr. Pillay. So just, just excited to be, to have you here. And I think what I want you to do for my audience is uh, just tell the story, you know, who is, what is Dr. Pillay? How did you get to where you are uh, and, and what you're doing? If you'd share that with my audience, that'd be great. Well, uh, Michael, first of all, uh, thanks again for the uh, invitation to share my story and all that. And, you know, I, I want to make a, a quick point that I have not always been happy. <laughs> I understand. And, yeah. And, yeah. and, 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 um, and I, I'm not always happy. It is a journey. It is, it's a, it's a set of decisions and skills that um, we all have to make, but it's, it's probably one of the most important decisions we can make when we decide that we're going to be happy. Um, I, I have to tell you that my story of um, discovery, if you will, uh, of, of, of who I am and where I am started at a very young age. I was probably three years old and I was in the middle of a, a civil war. Um, I was born in Africa, uh, late 60s, in the civil war of uh, Nigeria and Biafra, which was millions of, you know, it was the situation was such that millions of children and people were dying of, uh, of, you know, just bloodshed, uh, hunger, everything. And we were living in fear and we lived in refugee camps. Um, my mother and I, uh, would basically run with everyone else from one camp to another. Um, you know, people take survival for granted. Uh, we were in the thick of it. When you see these black and white pictures, of the kids, that have like, you know, the, 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 the flies buzzing around them and the big stomachs. Okay. I was one of those kids. So, wow. um, to, to, to come from that to here is just, uh, it's just been an amazing journey, but my mother did something, uh, back then that was just, uh, to me now unbelievable, but back then it was just so natural when we didn't have food, when we were afraid of dying because bomb, because bombs were falling, she would simply sing. And she would sing songs about food right. and she would sing songs about happiness. And somehow her songs just blocked out all the fear and the negativity. And it gave us stories to cling to. And, and somehow we survived. We, we weren't hungry. We, 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 we found shelter and, and, and we survived because happiness was given to us first. And that's when I learned the lesson that, you know, a lot of us say, hey, you got to wait until you have the, the perfect car, the perfect house, perfect everything, uh, and then you'll be happy. It's like, if I get this, then I'll be happy. It doesn't work that way. What I found at that early age is that was that you got to get the happy first. Mm. And the happy is what produces the success that you're looking for. Right. Um, and so, so that lesson for me was because we had happiness, we were able to forget about fear and hunger and we were able to strive towards success. And one way or the other, I've managed to take that lesson, which is a lesson of music and it's a lesson, lesson of happiness throughout my life. Every time I'm sad or happy, I write a song about it. Right. Um, in fact, one of my, my songs that is sort of central to my career is a song called I Got Happy. And the reason for that title, it's just a sing-along, I got happy kind of a song. But the sing-along, the, the, the point of the song is, it's not that I am happy. Mm. It's that I got happy. Which really, if you think about the difference in the language there, what, what I'm saying is, don't wait till you feel happy. 
go get it, right? Happiness is not something we feel. It is something we do actively. Mm. And I actually have a formula for that, but we'll, we'll go into that kind of stuff later. But that's how I became not only a musician, but how I focused on, on happiness. Uh, it, my career has involved human resources, learning and development. Um, my PhD is in organization and management. So all those things have been around people and how people can be successful in life. Wow. What, what a, what a humble beginning and, and how far you've came since, since you said you were three, I think you said your your earliest memories there in the refugee camps. And, Mm -hmm. and I know this is a part of your teaching, teaching methodology, but I can't, I can't avoid asking the question now. We'll get to it in in just a few minutes as well again, but you mentioned those songs that your mother would sing and, and probably she taught you those songs as well. But I bet to this day you can still remember those songs. Exactly. Right. So see, right. You're you're already ahead of me. You yes, see that's yes. So you you asked or you you I think you mentioned that one of the things we'll talk about is how music right plays into this whole equation of yeah. uh, happiness, teaching people things and all that. But yes, you are correct. And you know what? We all kind of know this intuitively how did we learn our ABCs, right? right it was right. twinkle, twinkle, little star. And nobody can forget that, right? Yes. Yeah, I, so I remember I, the tune. I didn't remember that it was twinkle, twinkle, little star. Now that you mentioned <laughs> that, I, I know that. But uh, yes, that, I remember yeah. the tune. Yeah, so, um, you know, you, you, you're right. And music is probably one of the most underrated mm. learning and development tools on the planet. Right, yeah. Because we think it's just for children. But in fact, the neuroscience and the science that's out there tells us that the same learning transfer capability of music, the same memory enhancement capability of music can be used in learning. Mm-hmm. Now today, you know, this is not, I didn't invent this today. There's a whole, um, there's a whole uh, uh, body of work and, and learning called uh, musical therapy. You can mm-hmm. go get a degree mm-hmm. in musical therapy and use these methods to help people remember things who are, you know, maybe they've got Alzheimer's or they're old or something. Music has, scientific power to just take over our brains and help us understand and remember things. So that's how I use music with my work today. Yeah. I mean, I'm, well, first of all, I I probably should have uh, told you right from the get go and, and anyone in my audience that knows me at all knows that uh, I have zero musical capabilities whatsoever. Um, I, I find it really difficult to clap and sing at the same time. Uh, so, you know, you may talk about music in a way that's a bit foreign to me, uh, but a lot of what you're saying, I can totally relate to, uh, yeah. songs that I can remember the lyrics to from way back in my childhood. Uh, now some of that was repetition, no doubt, but I'm certain that it was the, the, the music to it and the rhythm to it that enabled me to, uh, to learn it and be able to repeat it even to this day. Absolutely. So I totally understand that part. While I don't understand all the other ins and outs of music, I, I do uh, understand and believe that part for sure. Well, I want to, I want to come around to this profitable happiness, but while we're here, I, I, again, I want to really get into this, this choice of happiness. Mm-hmm. You, you mentioned, uh, one of your, your primary songs is I got happy and, and you talked about it being an, an, an action and not so much a, a situation or even a feeling or emotions. Uh, so talk to the audience a little bit more about this, this choice to uh, th- this choice of happiness. Yeah. You know, you know, what's interesting. And I, and I bet you anyone listening to this has experienced this in their life. Um, you know, I, I woke up one day and I realized, wait a second, 
everything I've ever wanted that I thought would make me happy. Once I get it, it doesn't really make me happy. <laughs> right, right. Or it's very, very short lived if it does it's, at yeah, all. It's make like you happy. this little yeah. burst of, of happiness and you drive around in the new car or whatever it is. And then it's pretty much you're like, okay, I'm over that. I need mm-hmm. something more. Right. It's almost like a, 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 an addiction, a drug. You, mm-hmm. you, the more you take of it, the more you need of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but so, so I, I realized that happiness doesn't come from these things. Happiness also doesn't come from um, a feeling because that feeling doesn't come when these things come. So what is happiness? So I did a lot of research. Um, fortunately I didn't have to invent this. There's a whole field called positive psychology Mm -hmm. that came from, um, basically the work of Dr. Martin Seligman and Dr. Seligman did probably what I think is one of the most important shifts in psychology that we've seen recently. You know, there was Freud, there was Jung. All of psychology was basically about fixing what is wrong with people. And what Dr. Seligman and his associates did is they decided to take the same psychology tools and methods that we have. And instead of trying to fix people, how about using it to help people who are, are, are okay, the baseline is normal, they don't have a problem right now, and help them be better. So help use happiness, uh, sorry, use positive psychology to improve well-being, mm-hmm. such as happiness, performance at work, and those kinds of things. And so that is really where the idea that happiness doesn't, um, the way you feel is not something that you're helpless about. You can actually choose feelings. One of the, one of the um, exercises that I love to do when I teach this is I help people do shouting exercises, right, where I'll, I'll get them to shout and say that they are happy right now and that they're feeling happy. And I want them to jump up and down and feel it and just jump. And they're busy doing all this stuff and everybody's getting into it. I'm happy. I'm happy. They're clapping. I'm happy. And I say, okay, everybody stop. See, how do you feel right now? Everybody feels happy. Yeah. Happier than when they began. began. And the reason is this, what you act is what you become Mm. as Einstein, not Einstein. uh, I was, I think it was, Socrates who once said, or no, oh my gosh, I'm mixing up my, 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 my gurus <laughs> here. If it wasn't Socrates, it was one of those guys, but one of them said, um, we are what we repeatedly do. Mm-hmm. If you can, if you act happy, you will be happy because your body and your mind follows you. So that's where right. for me, the idea that happiness is a choice, that happiness is a skill was crystallized. And that right there is the beginning of my whole approach to leadership development, to teamwork, to coaching and everything else is yeah. that we can choose those initial emotions. Excellent. Excellent. And, and, you know, I can, I mean, I can picture you in a, um, in a, a, a development setting where you've got a group of people and you're coaching them and you're teaching them to, you know, stand and, and jump around and shout and yell and, and do all that you're talking about. I totally get it. And, and I can, I can certainly see, you know, their happiness level increase throughout that activity. And then when you say stop, well, you know, if you will, if you think about a speedometer, uh, right, the, the needle is, is more towards the happy side now. Yeah, uh, yeah. Just and that. And again, that's just based on the actions that mm-hmm. you persuaded them to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, for the skeptics that might be in the audience, a couple of things that, that I want to kind of throw at you and, and you talk us through. Um, what about those that in the group that are kind of the introvert that are, you know, kind of really reserved or conservative and really not all that 
in, you know, in tune with jumping around and shouting and hollering and, <laughs> and doing all that crazy stuff. Yeah. Uh, how can this still be effective for them? Yeah. The, the, the key word is focus. Okay. okay. We, um, when we, when I ask people to jump around, all I'm doing is I'm shifting their focus to clapping and jumping and so on and so forth. Whatever we focus on will grow. Mm. Right. You, you, you may have heard of the, you know, uh, you know, the, the two wolves. Um, one is a good wolf and one is a bad, wet, bad wolf. If you feed the bad wolf, <laughs> that one's going to grow bigger than the good wolf. You know? right, so right. We, we actually can choose to feed or focus on one emotion or the other. Another thing I like to show people that is outside of, you know, extroversion or introversion is a simple exercise where you spend one minute looking all around you, just look all around you for one minute for anything that has the color red in it. And so everybody starts, you look around one minute, everybody's looking for red and there you go. You see all kinds of red. Then I stop right. you. And then I ask you, how many things did you see that were yellow? Nothing. Mm -hmm. Right. But then right. I say, okay, now spend one minute, look around for yellow. And they're like, there's yellow everywhere, right. but you didn't see it because you weren't focusing. It's like you buy that new car and all of a sudden every car you see is the same as your car. What happened? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so if we focus on, on these emotions of happiness, we will become happy. That's what it is. So the magic then is in the focus. So, so for that audience member, that's the introvert, that's, you know, really, really reserved and, and doesn't want to be, especially in a group jumping around and acting all crazy. It's really about the mental focus. It's not about the, the physical action of jumping around and acting all crazy. It's about the focus on happiness is what you're saying. Exactly. And, and, gotcha. and, and for, for any skeptic who beyond being a, a skeptic really likes to see things spelled out, I actually have a formula. Now, first of all, let me just throw out a caveat. There are books. There are people who have written about happiness. This is not a, anything uh, terribly unique, but it's my formula. And it follows the science. It follows what Dr. Seligman and other people have put out there. Right. But I call it the happy formula. And it basically goes like this, H-A-P-P-Y. If you focus on these five things every day, you will actually see your happiness improve. H stands for focus on your head and your heart, heedfulness or mindfulness. So whether you like to meditate or you, you have you know, some way that you can focus your mind, mm -hmm. your head, that's number one. That's H. Number two, A, is appreciation, right? Appreciate everything. Savor the little things, your family, your friends. Show gratitude mm -hmm. for everything. Appreciation is the number th two thing you should practice every day. Number three is, is, is P, mm -hmm. called practice. So practice, you know, being happy. Practice optimism. Right. Um, practice resilience. Regardless of what adversity comes your way, practice the, the resilience to, to negativity. And then number, the, the second P um, is people, right? Make community with people. Um, call someone. You know, I know in, 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 in light of the, uh, the, the lockdown, the coronavirus right, right. that we're all dealing with, it might be hard to, to, to think that that's possible. But, you know, you can pick up the phone, you can send a text, connect with people because showing generosity and community is one of the best ways to be happy. Yeah. Um, and then the why, the last why is, the last word is always say yes. Say yes to yourself. Mm. If you say yes, somehow the universe says yes back to you. <laughs> okay. Right. So if you want things to come true, 
say them, talk to them, yeah. tell stories about the things that haven't happened and they'll happen for yeah. you. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. Well, you know, I, w- I also want to address maybe another skeptic that is in the audience. And it's one of the reasons I, I really wanted you to share as much of, of your beginning story, if you will, is mm-hmm. the skeptic that, that's in the audience that says, but Dr. Pillay, you don't understand my situation. You don't know, you know, what I'm dealing with or the stress I'm under or, you know, that type of thing. Um, but I doubt there's anyone in the audience that understands an African refugee camp. Um, so speak to that person around uh, that's kind of stuck in, but you don't understand the situation I'm in. Yeah. Well, you know, and it's a great point. All, all situations are different. Every one of us is living our own story. And the key is, see, we have to be very careful about what story we're telling ourselves Mm -hmm. and what story we're allowing other people to tell us, because that's really what's either making us happy or not happy. So for example, I I could choose right now to listen to the news all day. That's a choice I'm making. You want to know what? I'll be depressed by the end of the day. Yes. Because there's nothing on the news that's going to make me happy. It's just that simple. Or I could say, you know, I'm only going to listen to the news for the next uh, 30 minutes, get it out of the way for the day. And then I'm going to spend the rest of the time, you know, with my family or helping people or doing something positive. So whoever you are, wherever you are, and whatever your situation is, just recognize that you are telling yourself stories right now, mm-hmm. whether you know it or not. Your mind is saying to yourself, ah, this thing's good. Ah, this thing's not good. Um, and those stories, you got to start to check them. You got to start to move. This is one of the powerful things about meditation. Mm. It allows you to step back from your own thoughts and look at your thoughts as a dispassionate observer and say, ah, oh, that, that thought right there, that's, that's not the story I, I need in my life. Don't right. be telling me I'm, I'm, I'm not successful. I'm going to be successful in my life. Stop it. Yeah. You can actually talk to yourself and talk yourself back to positivity. Yeah. So that's important. Yeah. So, so I want to come back around then now to the, to the music side of that then. Um, So the, the choice to be happy, Mm -hmm. but then how, how does music aid us in making this choice to be happy? Mm -hmm. So, okay. So before I get into that, let me just really quickly share with you this concept of profitable happiness, because it's kind of at the center of, of, of of what music does. Right. So in a roundabout way, I'm going to try to answer your question. So the first thing we should know is that there's, there's a kind of happiness that is about how you feel. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we've talked about that so far. There's also another kind of happiness that allows you to do your best work and allows you to, to collaborate with people in teams mm. to create really great success, right? That is what I call profitable happiness, okay? When individuals find the thing that energizes them, the thing that makes them successful and happy, and contributes, they contribute those things to a team. And then together as a team, you all create profitable, uh, profitable businesses and so on and so forth. So profitable happiness is basically a pathway from you to teams that create success for your, you or your business and so on and so forth. Now, how does music come into all this? I was looking at, um, you know, my specialty is leadership development, team development and employee development and so on in companies. So I was looking at a model that I could come up with that would frankly involve 
what I am most passionate about in life. And that's music. I mean, all my life, I've been a human resources, vice president, learning development, you know, all I've done all these things and I had never brought my music into it. Mm. So I've always wanted to find a way to do the thing I love um, and let that also be my career. So luckily for me, <laughs> I was looking around at, you know, models of teamwork, models for leadership and so on and so forth. And, you know, one of the things I like to say to my, my, the people that I work with and coach and teach is if you want to learn how to fly, ask a bird. Okay. Don't ask me because I've never flown. I don't know how to fly. Ask a bird. And you know why that's important? That is how um, uh, uh, the Wright brothers created the first airplane. They, they did research for years on how birds fly and they copied every single detail of how a bird flies and made an airplane. Right. So yeah. that principle was what, set, what, what kind of set me on the path to saying, okay, how do teams, what do teams need in order to be successful? What is the one thing that makes a team successful? And you know what that word is? The word that kept coming back to my mind was harmony. Mm. Okay. Teams, teams need harmony. When a team has no harmony, it's dysfunctional. It's not going to work. I don't care what experts are on the team. Right. It's not going to work. It would sound like me trying to sing with someone else. And is what you're saying. A team that has no harmony, they just can't work together. I'm with you. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> harmony. So now I said to myself, okay, if you want to learn how to fly, ask a bird. Okay. Where can we find harmony in nature? Where has nature already perfected harmony? And guess what word kept coming back to my mind? Right. Music. Music. Yeah. Music. Nature has perfected harmony, the concept inside of music. And so I set out to do all this research about the neuroscience of music, um, how music affects our brains and what it does to us. And I found an unbelievable parallel between the elements of music and the elements of a team. Now, this is where, you know, one thing we like to say in PhD school is you're always standing on the shoulders of other people that you've learned from. Right. But the, the job of a researcher is to try to find that thing that's new. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, I have not seen anyone else that's done the research and written a book about how uh, music is, the the elements of music are parallel to the elements of teams. People have said for ages, Hey, if you want a great team, look at a basketball player, uh, a basketball team, or look at an army, you know, the the Marines, you know, these are human teams, but I'm talking about the elements of music, like pitch, timbre, rhythm, melody, and so on and so forth. Those elements, they come together in the same way that the teams come together. And so that's how, I, that's how I decided to use music as my analogy and as the thing we copy in nature mm-hmm. to build better teams. And that's how I arrived at my methodology. Yeah, you know, I can, again, I, zero musical capabilities, but I can relate to your analogy in, that, in the sense that um, even I can recognize when a, when a group of people are trying to make music together and and they're just not together, they're not harmonizing or they're not on the same rhythm or what. I can tell that. I can see yes. that. I can feel that. I can I can know that. Yes. Uh, but then you take a, another group of people and they are in harmony and they are together and 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 again, no music capabilities whatsoever. But I can I can identify that that group of people. Uh, yeah, they're, they're in harmony and they're in rhythm and, and, and all of those things that uh, are related to music that I know nothing about, Yeah, but I can identify the difference between those two. And that, and that is the key, right? Mm-hmm. 
what, what the thing that is identifying whether something is good music or bad music is actually your brain. Mm-hmm. And there's a whole neuroscience about how your brain interprets the different elements of music. And what's interesting is the same way that you can very easily uh, tell us, oh, that's a, that's a wrong choir or wrong chord or something is wrong. That's the same way the business marketplace can tell if your team and your company is unsuccessful or, or not in harmony because the products and the services will fail. Mm. That's it. Talk about a free market economy. Right. The marketplace is the brain of the universe in a sense, telling you that something's wrong with the business team that you've got. Yeah. Your music's <laughs> just not right. Yeah. It's just not right. Yeah. The music. That's why I call my book, right? The seven songs of a successful team. Right. Because when you've got the song of your team working in harmony, everybody's elements like their personalities, their, their emotions, their, um, you know, vision, the trust, all those kinds the habits of the team. When all of those things come together, the business marketplace will tell you great song. Mm. Well, tell us a little bit then about this, this program that you get, that you have in, in leadership and team development, where I'm assuming you, you, you come in and, and you teach for folks like me, you teach some of the elements of music that, Today, we're probably not familiar with, but then yep. you obviously connect the dots into how that can make for a better team for those that you're, that you're teaching as well. So tell us a little bit about that program. Yeah. So, so basically, the program is built around my book, which is called uh, The Seven Songs of a Successful Team. And what we do is, again, there are seven elements of music, um, pitch, timbre, rhythm, melody, harmony, um, Uh, and so on. Okay. Mm -hmm. And there are also uh, seven elements of a team, right? Mm -hmm. And they're parallel. So the seven elements of a team are personality, which is parallel to pitch, um, uh, strengths, which is parallel to uh, uh, timbre and so on. You know, I don't want to go into too much detail, but, and then there's, there's, there's emotion, there's a vision, there's, there's trust, there's habits. So all of these seven elements, we have to do assessments, about mm. them before we do training. Right. We need to know what is your personality. We need to know what are your strengths. Mm-hmm. How do you respond to emotions? What emotions wake you up at night? What, what do you lead with? And by capturing all of that information, we are now ready to talk about how you can use those things to come together as the best team possible. So my, my training process is really a combination of coaching and consulting as well as training, because right. we, we put it all together. Now, as to how we connect the dots with music, every time we talk about the, 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 the elements of music, we use the analogy of the element, sorry, the elements of uh, teamwork. We use the analogy of the elements of, um, of, uh, of music mm-hmm. to help people understand it. For example, I'll give you a quick example. We, I like to talk about how emotion is really our energy in motion, right? Mm. Um, you know, and emotion is the third element of, of a team. So, for example, we got to know what your personality is, your good side, your bad side, all of that. And then we need to know your strengths. Mm-hmm. But even though we know your strengths and your personality, you've got to make the choice about your emotions so that you can put all that in motion. Right. And the parallel, the, the parallel um, element in music is called rhythm. Rhythm does the same thing. You've got to have pitch first and timbre before you can have rhythm. So for example, I'll give you a quick test. Check this out. Was that music? Oh my goodness. You put me that on was, the spot. I, okay, okay. Well, I wouldn't I'll tell think you what. so. Oh, thank you for that answer because right, that was good. just me clapping once. That's not music. But let me ask you this. Is this music? 
You know where I'm going I, with that, I, right? I would think so. I can recognize the rhythm to it. and Yes, <laughs> exactly. okay. Exactly. Yes. So what, what I just did was I showed you the difference between an individual sound that has pitch and timbre, but no rhythm. And then I added rhythm, and all of a sudden, your mind starts to feel something. Right. And before you know it, if I add if I add things like dum 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 da da, dum 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 dum, all of a sudden we're both dancing. Right. So, yeah. So that's how when you think of your emotion, you have to realize that your personality and your strengths on a team are not going to serve you by themselves. You need to actively bring the right emotions to the table in order to be the best contribution that you can be as an individual to mm-hmm. a team. So that's one way I can quickly help people use the analogies of music to put them in the brain space of how to use their emotions on a team. Right. And, and I can see how, again, um, for maybe the skeptic in the audience, um, that would be me. You know, if I were, if I were to hear, well, some guy's going to come in and teach us leadership or team development associated with music, I would be thinking, yeah, but he doesn't know me. He doesn't know yeah. who I am. He doesn't know how little music capability I have. Yeah. Uh, but just in the teaching you've done here in this podcast interview, uh, I feel more equipped uh, around music even already. And yeah. uh, and I certainly see how you can connect the dots there with team development and leadership and, and all. So that's, that sounds like awesome training. Uh, it certainly does. You know, one and, of the, and, and let me, let me add one more thing. Yeah, sure, one more ahead. thing is, is, is that one of the things we do that is fun, right? So we've talked about doing assessments and things like that. There's a science to that, right? But one of the things we do is that we actually write a, a song together. Oh, wow. So even if you don't have, um, you know, any musical skills, we actually show you how to do things and we write your song. You, you write your own lyrics, your company's business is represented in that song and so there's a fun aspect to the training too not just not just the technology oh that's 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 pretty amazing i mean that takes the you know the team vision or mission statement or whatever that takes it to a whole new level to to, to walk away from this training and no longer can i just recite the vision i can sing it to you now i guess exactly awesome great It, it sounds like a sounds like a lot of fun and and uh, it, it really seems lot or it sounds logical. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm sure I, I'm, I'm as surprised as, as it, you probably were when you discovered this correlation between music and, and team development, team leadership and that kind of thing. So it uh, very intriguing, very intriguing. You know, I really appreciate your, your time and in, in sharing with the audience and, and just a couple of quick takeaways that I want to highlight for the audience is, is around this idea that happiness is a choice. I really, really appreciate you sharing that and and just acknowledging that some people are are in a situation or or find themselves and you know under stress or pressure or something like that, and they're thinking to themselves that they can't be happy. And I just appreciate your story and you sharing your story, but then also you're sharing your teaching around it's a choice, and and you just got to take some action to focus on happiness and those things that that can turn your emotion around and make you happy and so forth. So thank you so much for sharing that. And then just music. Um, You know, I thought it was as simple as music helps you retain what you're learning, uh, but you've taken it so much deeper than that in, in connecting the different elements of music to the different elements of team development and, and leadership. So thank you so much for sharing that. Um, One thing I definitely want to leave with is I want my audience to know how to connect with you, how to find you, uh, and and if they want to go deeper into this teaching of music and this teaching of profitable happiness, how could my audience find you? 
So the best way to get a hold of me is at my website, which is drpele.com. And that is spelled D-R-P-E-L-E.com. Everything's there. Um, I'm available for uh, all the standard stuff, whether it's speaking or it's um, teaching, uh, training or workshops uh, or coaching. We do all that. Yeah, thanks so much for sharing that. And I certainly encourage uh, my audience to check that out. That's uh, drpele.com, so D-R-P-E-L-E.com. And you'll find a link to that in the show notes uh, for this uh, podcast episode as well. But highly encourage you to check out Dr. Pillay here. You know, Dr. Pillay, as, as I kind of part with uh, guests on the podcast, uh, then I typically will thank them for being here. And I'll typically end with something along the lines of, you know, me and, and our my audience, we're better for having spent some time with you. So I'm going to change that up just a little bit after spending some time with you and say it this way. First of all, thank you so much. I know your time is very valuable and you've spent some time here with us. So we really, really appreciate you doing that. But I'll just say that uh, me, as I said, I think in the beginning of the podcast a little bit, but I'll know my audience as well. We're happier for having spent some time with you today. So thank you so much uh, for being a part of the podcast. And thank you for the opportunity. Really appreciated it. All right, there you have it, friends. My interview with Dr. Play, as I told you, you'd be better for it and you'd be happier for spending some time with him. I thoroughly enjoyed that interview and sitting down and talking with him. And I certainly hope that you enjoyed listening in as well. Uh, be sure you check out all those things, uh, Dr. Play over at drpele.com, drpele.com. You can find all the information on how to reach out and contact Dr. Play. Um, and I'm sure that through his music, through his teaching, through his lessons, he can certainly help you with your leadership development, your career advancement, and so forth. A few quick housekeeping items again before I let you go. Don't forget the Credible Leadership Community live event, the open house live online event. Again, that's hosted on April the 6th at 7 p.m. Eastern. It's going to be a live event where you can gather with other community members, and, and we're going to talk about leadership development skills, we're going to talk about navigating the journey of career advancement and leadership development and, and the importance of support along this journey for everyone. Enjoy lots of great benefits. We're going to have a lot of fun. There's going to be a lot of interaction, even door prizes. I know this is a virtual event. It's an online event. We're going to have door prizes. We're going to have networking opportunities. It's just going to be a lot of fun. So I hope you'll join us over at the Credible Leadership Community Open House event. You can head over to CredibleLeaders.com forward slash open house. CredibleLeaders.com forward slash open house. And you'll also find that link in the show notes for today's podcast episode. That's at CredibleLeaders.com forward slash 020, as in episode 20. CredibleLeaders.com forward slash 020, as in episode 20. You'll find today's show notes and links to the community, links to Dr. Pillay's content as well. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in to another podcast episode. I hope you've enjoyed this. Until we speak again, be blessed and lead well. of the Rookie Leaders Podcast has ended. But never fear. You can find other binge-worthy podcast episodes at rookieleaders.com. 
If you liked this episode, please rate and write a review in iTunes. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast. And remember to share this episode with your friends and colleagues looking for leadership lessons of their own. We appreciate your support. For more great leadership content, head over to CredibleLeaders.com.